Hello, 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 San Bernard. If you're listening from your podcast platforms, welcome to Matt the Podcast. And if you're listening from YouTube or watching on YouTube, welcome to Everything McKinsey. I hope that you're going to enjoy it here. I hope that you love the work I've been pouring out. So, what are we here for today, right? Um, okay, we're going to be doing a Q&A, or rather I'll be answering questions that um, I got asked a couple of weeks ago on Instagram. So, yeah, man, um, just want to get straight into it. And, yeah, man, um, I'm still trying to figure out if I actually want to tag the people who also asked i think i should um also another thing to note is that this is my first online okay it's not necessarily my first online but it's essentially my first um online q a it's definitely going to be my first on my podcast platforms i think i already have like given a whole psa <laughs> if we can call it that that um if I'm having speaking videos or anything that is befitting of my YouTube channel, I'll also probably transfer the rest to my podcast platform. That's why I just said that welcome to Mac to the podcast if you're listening and also welcome to Everything McKenzie if you are watching us on the YouTube. So um, let's get straight into it. I didn't really get a lot of questions and... Um, I don't want this video to be too long as well. So, um, the first question is, do you believe in unconditional love? So this person asked me if I believe in unconditional love. And I am half and half. Listen to why I'm half and half. I feel like you can't necessarily be absolute with these things because considering human nature, um, our love is quite conditional. But it is also often said that um, parents have unconditional love. But I feel like there is a certain truth to it. But I also feel like it is... I also think that it is dishonest in a sense. Um, reason I say I think that um, it is can be it can be a reality that love be unconditional is oftentimes parents who deal with children who have addictions they try and try and try and try but then they have a limit they have a limit and then they have to start employing tough love but we also need to consider that tough love does not necessarily mean the absence of unconditional love but in a sense that we have viewed it as a society it literally speaks to that so that is like essentially my chat on the human aspect of it but then if we look at it from a divine aspect um we can like literally look at the grace of god and you can see that that is unconditional that we keep falling short but we always go back to god and he always forgives us that we fall short and we we go we go through the consequences we face the consequences but essentially he still forgives us he still loves us he says come as you are but don't stay as you are so essentially like literally it's just those kind of things so do i believe in unconditional love 
I don't necessarily believe in unconditional love. I 50% believe in unconditional love. I think it would also be a whole matter of actually just unpacking the whole unconditional thing, essentially. Because it's also wild that we've gotten to a point in society where we need to define these things because what I am thinking or what I may be thinking or maybe saying is completely different from the idea that someone else might have even though we have a dictionary that literally defines these things so that's pretty wild and then the second question was what's your take on poetry as a form of therapy as an essential service provided for mental illness what is my take on poetry as a form of therapy i literally like i always say art will save us art is saving us um so i definitely think that it is a very essential form of mental health mental wellness mental well-being and all of that and emotional well-being as well and i think that it should be provided in the health services as well that the arts and creation and also the health department of the country should definitely um work to getting artists to pour out to people who may be needing um who may be needing community listen to why i'm saying community it's because art for art contributes to community or creates a space where people are able to have a sense of belonging which is essentially what a society is right or what a community is we often see this with music festivals or music concerts where we see that music, especially in the black culture, I know that it's definitely universal, but I'm going to speak a point from a point of being black, that in the music culture, wherever this song as black people, those who know how to sing and those who do not know how to sing, always form part of that circle and sing and harmonize and all of that. And if you got this stressed, you're going to leave less stressed. So now in this case, um, in the case of poetry then it would be a matter of literally just bringing i feel that poetry is very underappreciated but um i've had the privilege in the past year and this year to actually see the value of art growing and being appreciated so i definitely think that art is an essential form of poetry and the mental wellness it's just a matter of how are we going to incorporate that into our mental wellness systems like i know of a youtube channel i just forget i just forgot the word now but if we take things i just forgot the name of it but if we take performances like that and go and have them at psychiatric wards if we take things like that and bring them to the old ages if old age homes if we like take things like that and just like bring them into our communities they definitely do make a difference such as the dance clubs that we have in our communities the sports clubs we have in our communities those are all things that create art those are all things that create community and we also know that art is definitely community and having someone you can always go back to for reference and criticism and all of that so um definitely i think that is my take on 
poetry as a form of therapy also because you are giving people a way to express themselves you are giving them words to express themselves you're giving them the vocabulary to express themselves essentially and what i mean by saying that you're giving them the vocabulary to express themselves is how for centuries people have experienced depression but we never had the word for depression so we couldn't necessarily articulate or express that that is what we were feeling because we did not necessarily have the vocabulary so with poetry you will literally be able to give a person the words imagine a person has been feeling burdened and feeling as though they are unable to breathe but then they also know that light shall prevail at the end so it's one of those over rain so clouds across the turbulent seas the wings of my faith shall lift and carry me so it's like literally this person has been feeling like this but now you have you have given them the you have given them the diction to speak and express what they are feeling to the general public or to the general world essentially so that definitely is my take on poetry as a form of therapy and then um another question was what my lessons from the year 2022 were so right now i kind of silly think of top of my and i actually made a list or a, of a few things that i actually wanted to talk about that i learned from 2022 because i mean each year always has gang lessons right and um what i learned in 2022 or it's many things that i learned from the year 2021 but they got amplified in the year 2022 that i actually want to talk about and one of them is having to stop adulting for adults and what i mean by saying having to stop adulting for adults is that in terms of communication in terms of seeing that you know how when you grow up especially if you're like myself and you've grown up in in various households or with various um family members who have different cultures that might clash and all of that it's always been a matter of i cannot always be the mediator i am a child like right now i need to listen to you you're gonna tell me what you're telling me and now you're expecting me to go and tell the other adult person who is now also go who also now is going to tell me something else so it's a matter of at some point i have to stop thinking for you and you need to start adulting and doing the adult things that you have taught me that adults do because i cannot always act as a mediator so it was essentially just like matters of communication and understanding that also i think my psychology background and my communication skills has allowed me to do because but at the same time it also comes it also becomes a disadvantage because now when I am communicating something like I'm recording this video and this audio right now, I am literally thinking of how the person on the receiving end 
is going to interpret what I'm saying, how they're going to hear that, how what I'm speaking, how these codes are going to translate in their mind and how that and what kind of imprint that is going to leave and how they are going to translate what I'm saying to the next person and how the next person is going to feel about that. And once they've started feeling about that and once they have consumed what I am saying, do they now start behaving differently? Do they start thinking differently? Of which these are things that are guaranteed, but it's a matter of to what extent is that happening? Also, is it positively happening or is it negatively happening? So it's essentially those kind of things like learning to also not overthink things like that and also understanding that once I have spoken, once it has left my mouth and it has gone to the next person, I cannot control how the next person receives it, which also speaks on to my next point about being honest, but being honest without being harsh which is something that i have had to learn since high school or from high school and it got amplified in the year 2022 and i think that i actually am doing well it was you can you can say your piece and you can be honest completely honest but you can do so with grace, which has also, there's a, a podcast we did also on grace and seasons and all of that, which literally spoke about giving yourself grace. And that is a form of giving yourself grace because now you are able to tell people what you think. You're able to tell people what you know. You're able to tell, provide people with facts as well. And you are able to do so in a manner that will not harm them as much as had you just been blunt about it essentially so yeah just taking people's feelings into consideration because you don't necessarily know what people may be going through or how they may be beating themselves up and you saying whatever it is that you want to say may actually just amplify their sorrows their overthinking and just cause them to do unspeakable things so yeah essentially that was what i learned from the year 2002 and also um another lesson i learned which is very personal is that um i think this was more so for me and not for me to other people type thing but it was um i realized that you don't you don't have a lot of time you may think that you have time because you're only 20 and you're still going to be on earth probably for the next 40 years and you might think that you have time but you really don't have time and you shouldn't be relaxing but another thing that i also learned is that it's also okay to have a lot of interests and to be working on a lot of things if they all form part of the bigger picture that's lovely that's great you don't have to commit to one thing so the one lesson i definitely learned and started implementing in the year 2002 2022 was that um it's definitely okay man i don't have to commit to one thing and that i love i'm here to live many lives just as i believe we're all called to live many lives that's why we have this different seasons in our lives that we have it's just are you living in your purpose is this thing edifying you and edifying other people is it 
in alignment with who you are as a person and what your calling is on this world so it's essentially things like that there's quite a lot of things that i learned lessons that i took from 2022 so i don't know i'm just not saying 2022 but anyway um that is literally just it it was better communication that you can be honest without being harsh um just at some point you need to quit adulting for adults and if adults don't want to adult that's also fine we all have our own lives to live anyway and that they are just people who are here to guide us and show us the way but then at the end of the day you need to take responsibility for your own life because when you die you die alone you don't die with them whenever judgment day comes if you are the one who gets judged you don't get judged with them and they won't be answering on your behalf as well so essentially taking ownership of your own life especially if you're dependent on like multiple people and also if you come from a background where there is a lot of different cultures and traditions practiced and essentially where do you stand where does your spirit what where does your spirit lead you and what is your spirit telling you what is the truth um which is something most people say what is your truth i don't know how i feel about the whole your truth thing but then i also understand the concept of a person's lived experience so yeah essentially and then um there's another question oh what are you studying and why so i am doing I am studying my Bachelor of Arts, my final year in Bachelor of Arts in Sociology, Psychology and Ethics. So I am a triple major. Um, why am I studying that? Um, oh well, I'm studying it because I was literally picking things that sounded cool. I was like, oh Lord, I'm game. Okay, I'm kidding. But then, yeah, I, I won't lie. I've always been fascinated with studying things just because they sounded cool. I remember at some point I wanted to be an archaeologist just because it really sounded cool. Until I found out that I might need some mathematics. And I was like, mm, oh no, it's fine. It's fine. I have no interest anyway i think given the chance i probably would do archaeology because i also am quite fascinated with history and all of that but um why am i studying a bachelor of arts i am studying a bachelor of arts because i did not qualify for llb after matric um i wanted to do llb and in hindsight i'm actually glad that that didn't happen but that's also not to say that i will not be studying law anytime soon i might i might not like i said i'm a person of many interests and i believe in living many lives i think i also have expressed that i don't see a problem and that i don't mind being in academia for the rest of my life really because i do appreciate and i do enjoy contributing to academia so that is yeah essentially why i am doing um what i am doing but i am mainly fascinated with sociology specifically african sociology because we have a lot of theories that are from elsewhere that are from europeans and all of that but then we all know that africa is the center of knowledge so essentially that is why i am doing sociology but of course when i did sociology it was when i chose sociology it was just a matter of 
oh yeah i want to know how societies work little did i know that i was also going to learn about african sociology and that we also need to reference work from africa because we need to learn work from Africa written by African authors because they have lived an African life. They have lived an African existence and they have not, they are not some Europeans who came to Africa and decided that this is what civilization should look like and this is what societies should do and this is how societies should develop and all of that. So essentially that was like, oh, that is so cool. This is definitely something that I would like to do. And with psychology, it was obviously just learning the whole mind thing. So specifically with um, psychology and ethics, I chose those two majors because um, at the back of my mind, I was still very interested and probably still am interested in doing in pursuing law. But I chose that. I chose those two just in case I wanted to continue with law again. Little did I know that they were literally just going to feed onto everything that i'm doing you see the thing i talk about about alignment and bigger purpose and bigger picture because right now here are these things also influencing my art here they are informing my podcasting and all of that because the way society develops and the human brain and the way religion influences everything literally just gives you this one world where you're like oh snap that is so cool essentially so yeah that was the final question but i also remember that there was another question i just um it was more like a reply to my story so i didn't necessarily have to say that i didn't get to say that so um but it was something about with um season three that i did on the matriarch and the patriarch was it not biased looking at it from um a, a christian point of view and i just wanted to state this that um most of the work i do is obviously influenced by my faith it is very dishonest to go about life without accepting the without acknowledging rather the, the forces that influence who we are and the work that we produce and all of that. But um, yes, um, I did, I think I did maintain a neutral stance point, a neutral stance in the previous work, but, or rather let me say season three of my podcast. And um, Oftentimes, I will bring up biblical reference. Oftentimes, I will bring up biblical knowledge. I will bring up Christian things. But then my whole thing is religion will always be a part of whatever it is that I'm putting. Because, like I said, society is very embedded in belief. And the faith system is a driving factor in what most people do. And oftentimes, they do not realize that. So while I'm busy editing, I realized that there's a question I actually did not answer, which makes the final question to this question and answer series. So I was like, do I want to re-record or do I just want to take a couple of random videos? I decided to take a couple of random videos and just put that over the audio, really. 
So the question was, what is the single best decision I have made in my life? I think that's also part of the reason I actually forgot to answer this question because it was it is actually so big a question that I feel like I've taken a number of important decisions in my life, but what is that one decision that I have that I took? And I think at this point, currently the what most prevalent answer or thing that keeps coming up in my head is that I decided to stop waiting and I decided to just start going out there and literally just expose myself and not be afraid of rejection and that essentially what is just in my whole in my career as a creative just looking for mentors, networking, if I see an opportunity, just going up to the reception, trying to speak to the relevant person or people with connections who might just bring me there. And one day I know that this will work out because I have seen that over the past few months, it has worked out. I have met some incredible people just by sending someone a DM. Literally that has opened a number of doors. Right now I'm getting to host some events and that is pretty cool and it's things that i definitely will be sharing so these random videos don't mind that you see that the content creation struggle is quite serious it is a thing but um that is literally all i have to say about the single best decision it's honestly i've taken a number of decisions but right now it's the one that just comes to mind just putting yourself out there and even though rejection is a thing, is a reality, just don't be afraid of it because you're always going to experience a form of rejection in one way or another. But you can, I'm not saying have a thick skin, obviously having a thick skin is necessary, but you also have to realize that you're human and you can't always have a thick skin and that these things will affect you. So it's okay that if you got rejected, to deal with that for five minutes and after that five minutes you literally continue with your life you're gonna go somewhere you don't know whether you're gonna get accepted or not but we hope that we get accepted and we hope that we sell our story correctly and all of that so yeah man essentially that is it so thank you but before you leave this video listen to this so essentially, that is all from Matt, the podcast, and everything Mackenzie. I think I should go something like, that is all from Matt, the podcast, in collaboration with everything Mackenzie. It's been a pleasure hosting you. As always, I'm sending you much love and light. Do not forget to like, share, subscribe. And if you're listening on the podcast platforms, do remember to leave us a review and maybe a following. But we know that a rating from you is very much appreciated. Love and light.